Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the bike with you today in the office. It's Monday. I've been in the office all day today. I've been working. Got a car that's uh, looks like it's been shotgun blasted with hail. So got my work cut out for me this week. Going to try to make sure I mind my time. I really want to be able to, to focus on the messages that God has put on me this week. And I'm going to share some things with you as we uh, travel through this week. We'll be finishing our um Holy Spirit book, uh, the uh, book we've been doing, um, The Person and the Work of the Holy Spirit. I think we'll finish that this week uh, on Wednesday. And then I've got other stuff, <laughs> lots of other stuff. I want to share with you a message that is going to come out of that missions conference that Ron and I attended. Uh, this happened, I believe, on Sunday morning. Um, man, powerful worship service. The Holy Spirit was moving strong and things were rocking along. And man, it was it was just good. It was good to be in the house of the Lord that morning. And a lady, I believe actually part of their congregation, she wasn't um she wasn't in the missionaries status there. I do believe she's just one of their congregation. Um but but she is she's African uh and was uh, spoke had a little African dialect there. But she came up and she whispered something to the pastor, and and before long he handed her a mic, and she, boy, she cut loose. She could have preached a message. She did preach a message. I want to share a little bit with what she said, and then a lot of things that I went, re, you know, researching. I took some notes after she said what she said that morning. But what she said when she took that microphone and addressed the congregation was, "Whose are you?" Let me get that right. Whose are you? Who do you belong to? And she said it, this, um, the way she, way she approached this subject is in Africa. No one who meets you asks you who you are. Instead, they always ask, who is your father? Who do you belong to? Whose are you? Who, who you are is completely dependent on who you belong to. What's your lineage? And and she spoke lots of things over that about who we are in the body of Christ, who we belong to in the body of Christ. So I want to share with you some thoughts that I put together on whose are you. Don't forget who you belong to. I came across a little story, and I, I want to share this little story. The gentleman was was writing this. He said, as I was, I was reminded of a story I'd once heard a father as he reflected on parenting daughters. He said he was asked by one of his adult daughters of a parting exhortation that he apparently repeated every time one of his daughters would leave home as they were growing up. He reflected, I remember saying it, but I was surprised to realize that I had said it every single time any of them left, whether for a few hours out with their friends or an overnighter or a week-long mission trip. Apparently, my message to them was so deeply ingrained in who I am that it became my standard parting counsel to them whenever they would leave my wife's and my protection and oversight. I continually repeated to my, my mantra as my girls were walking out the door, don't forget who you belong to. One of my daughters recently shared with me, for most of my life, I was oblivious to the power behind your words. It wasn't until I reached adulthood and that I began to comprehend the real power behind them. There was a very good reason why you repeatedly told me not to forget who I belong to. 
I could have easily turned to you and said with a good bit of irritation, Dad, you've already told me that. Why do you keep telling me that? But that is the whole point. You knew how easily I forget and how important it was that I be constantly reminded. This is the foundational cornerstone of our time here on earth and our life on Christ. Remembering this is is so critical to living a successful life of stewardship. Don't forget. It's foundational. The word remember is used over 1,200 times in the Bible. The word forget is used over 300 times. Why are these words used so frequently? What would make you wonder about that? Well, it's really pretty simple. Forgetting things is not the exclusive domain of the elderly. All of us are painfully prone to forget. Often, even very important things, like our children's names. How many times have you had to run through multiple children's names before you finally got to the right one? Now, my mama was really good at this. Between me and my sister and my kids and and, and my sister's kids, Man, she could rattle down the whole list trying to get to the right one. Husbands have a unique ability to forget important dates, like anniversaries or your wife's birthday. This is legendary. Our inclination to forget is the reason we all use calendars and turn on alerts on our phones and our computers. we got a lot on our minds, and it's very easy to forget what is important. What is really frustrating for many people is They can remember clearly some of the most trivial information from decades ago, like their childhood home phone number, yet they can't remember their wife's current cell phone number to save their life. Did you hear, did did you ever hear your parents routinely say this as a youth? How many times do I have to tell you? Well, apparently, we needed to be reminded at least one or more times. Young or old, we are very forgetful people. Consequently, We need tangible reminders so that the really important things remain really important things in our lives. That is why we erect physical monuments and memorials, that we establish rituals and traditions, and we designate special holidays so we can remember what is just too important for us to forget. Do you remember when Moses, he had the Israelites create a pile of 12 stones after they crossed over the River Jordan into the Promised Land? You remember the story? Moses tells the people in Joshua 4, uh, verses 6 through 7, he says, We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. The the Jewish Passover was an annual celebration to remind Israel of their deliverance out of Egypt. We need to be reminded repeatedly. The early church, contrary to most churches today, celebrated the Lord's Supper, or communion as we call it, on a weekly basis when they gathered to worship. Communion was established to be a weekly reminder of Jesus' death on the cross, just as much as worship was established to be a weekly reminder of his resurrection. You had communion to be reminded of his death. You have worship to celebrate his resurrection. Who do you belong to? Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19-20. You are not your own. You were bought 
at a price. Other versions say bought with a price. He adds in Titus chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, Jesus Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from our lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Jesus made a defining comparison in John chapter 8, verse 47. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Ouch. That's something to consider. You're struggling listening to the Lord. You're struggling hearing God speak to you right now. Maybe you ought to look at your location into the inheritance factor. No doubt Satan and his minions want to cloud our memory and cause us to forget this compelling truth at every turn. There's a cartoon that shows an old man standing outside Sodom and Gomorrah waving a sign. Repent. Day after day he stood there waving this sign. Eventually a man approached him and said, You silly old man, do you really think that's going to change anyone? The old man replied something that we really need to hear. I'm not waving this sign to change them. I'm waving this sign to make sure they don't change me. Wow. What sign are you waving today to make sure the world doesn't change who you are? You see, if we dare forget, even for a short time, who we belong to, we're going to start sailing off course. Next thing we know, we'll be back to thinking, acting, and living like the rest of this crazy world. I cannot help but remember Joseph who by God's providence had climbed from behind a lowly slave to second in command in Potiphar's house. Life was as good as it could get for Joseph. Now, you got to remember his story. Remember, his brothers didn't like him because he gave him a, 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 a dream he had had showing he would be ruler over them. So that what did they do? They threw him into a pit, going to let him die. And then they decided maybe not let him die. And they sold him into slavery. In the process of slavery... Through a, a long story, you'd have to go back and read the story of Joseph. He winds up being a slave to the second in command in Potiphar's house. Life was good. It was as good as it was going to get, except Potiphar's wife decided she took a liking to that good-looking young man. And when she pursued him, Joseph, without hesitation, rejected her advances with profound rhetorical question in Genesis chapter 39, verse 9. It says, How could I do this great evil and sin against God? What kept Joseph from giving in to what must have been an incredible temptation? It wasn't because it would have been a sin against Potiphar. It wasn't even because it would have been a sin against Potiphar's wife. It wasn't even because it had been a sin against himself. What caused him to flee the temptation was his acute awareness of who he belonged to. And that knowledge made all the difference in how he was able to remain a man of character and honor because he knew who he was. How will you remember who you belong to? How will you keep from inadvertently forgetting who you belong to? Here's a few suggestions. You could start by changing your, your entire vocabulary. You could refer to your possessions as, this is God's car. This is God's home. These are God's children. This is God's retirement account. This is God's business and God's time. You could place some key scriptures and strategic locations in your home and at work. You hear me talk about all the time refrigerator prayers. Great thing to do. Better yet, 
You could memorize some key scriptures so that the owner can use them when necessary to remind you just exactly whose you are. Maybe you could write on the cover of your checkbook or on your credit or debit card, God's money. I'd like to put that on my banking account. This is God's bank account because then I could talk to God about his bank account saying, Lord, you need to maybe make a deposit into your bank account. He's very good at that. I will tell you, he takes care of us. But you get the idea. We need lots of reminders because we're very forgetful people. And all of the things in this life that are too important to forget, we most definitely must not forget who we belong to. Whose are you? You are an heir. Your inheritance awaits. You're a child of the King. If you're surrendered to Jesus Christ, if you've asked him to come and live in your heart, if, if you've given your life to him, if, if you've invited him to take up residence, to become Lord of your heart, Lord of your life, you no longer are your own. You were bought with a price, a great, great price. And you're an heir to the throne of God. Your inheritance awaits you. Keep your head high because you're a child of the king. Not in pride, but in humility. Knowing who you belong to and whose you are. Let it have an impact on your decisions, on your vocabulary, on your lifestyle. Whose are you? Who do you belong to? Maybe in such a way that others take note that you're not the same as everyone else in this world. You've been set apart. You've been marked. You belong to God. You're a child of the King. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you so much. Thank you for all your prayers. Thank you for financial support, your prayer support. Ron and I are praying for you. Uh, we pray over this listener base that whoever hears these messages, that God will strike your heart, that you won't be the same again. Uh, we, we actually pray that uh, people become miserable until they give their life to Christ. And you're hearing one of these messages. You know, I, I want you to be who God wants you to be. I want you to find your place in His realm. I want you to determine today whose you are. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.